1: Welcome to Show Me How Good It Gets. I'm your host, Malvika. Hello, hello, hello. I just went and got a like iced raspberry refresher from Duncan and I'm feeling all sugared up and good. And I was kind of feeling really nervous about actually recording this episode. And earlier in the week, I was just feeling like, oh my god, my episodes have to be perfect and they're really not. And I was really beating myself up for not crafting like this perfect listening experience for you guys. And so I kind of kept pushing off like even recording a new episode because I was like, I don't have just the right thing to say about everything and I want to wait till that perfect inspiration strikes And I was like, I I need to ground myself. I need to not be blown away in this tornado of anxiety about this podcast. I want this to be good and wholesome and comforting for myself and not the other way around. And so I finally started reading the book Atomic Habits. It's been on my list forever. You've heard everyone talk about it. And I kind of steer clear from reading nonfiction self-help books because they're hard to get through for me. And especially during the school year when I'm already busy, I just don't want to read more self-help. But I decided, you know what, it's been on my list forever. People say really good things about it and say it's really helped them, and I already feel like having a routine is helping me, so maybe reading Atomic Habits will help reaffirm that belief for me. And I just ran into this short story James Clear has in the book, and it's about the danger of aiming for perfection. So I wanted to share that with all of you, because I get a lot of messages asking, like, how do you get over that creative fear of, like, this isn't perfect yet? And I think often we just don't do things because we don't think they'll be perfect, but then we don't do anything at all, (laughs) right? Like, imagine if I just didn't record a podcast because I was too scared of the podcast not being good and not being perfect. So here's a story that really helped me. Um, It's about a fine arts professor named Jerry He's a professor at the University of Florida, I believe, and he teaches film photography. So he starts teaching this class, and he divides the students into two groups. Everyone on one side of the classroom, he says, you're going to be in the quantity group. They are going to be graded solely on the amount of work they produce. On the last day of class, he was going to tally the number of photos submitted by each student, And if a student submitted 100 photos, they would get an A, 90 photos, they would get a B, 80 photos, a C, and so on. You get it. And then everyone on the other side of the room would be in the quality group, and they were going to be graded on simply excellence of their work. They would need to produce one photo during the semester, but to get an A, it had to be a nearly perfect image. And then at the end of the semester, he was surprised to find that all the best photos were produced by the quantity group. Because during the semester, these students were busy taking photos, experimenting with like lighting and color and composition. They were testing out various methods in the darkroom. They were sometimes producing something not as great and then learning from their mistakes. And in the process of creating hundreds of images, they really got to hone their skills. And meanwhile, the quality group sat around And they were just thinking about perfection. And at the end, they had very little to actually show for their efforts other than really unverified theories and one often mediocre photo. And it made me realize that it's so easy for me to get bogged down in my type A planning, like writing away in my little notebook of things I want to talk about and the way I want to talk about them and how to give you guys these perfect little snippets and mantras, but also nuance and critical thought And he talks about the quote by Voltaire, which is, the best is the enemy of the good. So that really inspired me. I said, I'm going to come into the podcast studio and create good. And it may not be perfect, but it'll be something. And I will be proud of it nonetheless. And I hope you guys get something out of it nonetheless. And that's why I'm really excited to sit down today. I have this like energy. I I just feel like today is going to be a good podcasting day. So I'm really excited you guys are here, and I have some fun questions to answer and ideas to explore, and let's get into it. Okay, that that was my little preamble about perfection, and I hope it helped, but let's get into it. Whew. It says, what to do when someone leaves you for someone else? How do you get over that shame? And this one, you guys, it made me so sad. I'm so sorry this happened to you, and I'm sending you... So much love and like the biggest hug ever, like a bear hug, really. But here's what I'm going to say. Is that message serving you? Is that mantra serving you of someone leaving you for someone else? Because the message of shame after being quote unquote left is really real. And I, and I don't want you to think they abandoned you because you're not worthy because that's just not the case. It was on them. And there's a quote by Glennon Doyle who I just freaking love. And she says, there's never a one-sided liberation. It doesn't exist. So when they quote unquote left, when they liberated themselves, they also freed you. And you now get to decide what you are liberating yourself from. I want that mantra you tell yourself of, oh, they left me to change. I want it to be a new mantra of like, I'm free now. I get, I get to do what I want now. I have my time back. Time is our only limited resource as humans. And after a breakup, we get so much more of it. After any breakup, right, there are certain things you didn't do when you were with that person, certain parts of yourself that were dulled down, that light was dulled down, whether consciously by them or subconsciously. There were certain people you didn't reach out to, certain hobbies you didn't do as much, certain books you didn't read as much. And now you have that time back. So tell yourself, I have so much more time now. I'm so much freer now. And that mantra will change everything. I love mantras because I think the thoughts we tell, the things we tell ourselves become our reality. Our thoughts become our reality. And if you wake up every morning and you say, they left me, you're not going to get to that place of freedom and liberation. But if you wake up every morning and you say, I'm free now, that's going to change things for you. It really is. I promise, I promise, I promise you. We become so addicted to the mantras we say to ourselves, so change the mantras you say to yourself. And I hope that helps. And I really believe breakups are really powerful. So if you want to hear more about that, I would love to talk more about that because I genuinely in my bones feel that way. I think... Every time someone goes through a breakup, I I think, I won't say this because it's insensitive, but I think, oh, congratulations, because you're now afforded so much more time and your thoughts are now your own. Because you know how when you're in a relationship, you think things and you're like, oh, I wonder what they think about that. Like, oh, I want to, they're my sounding board. I want to tell them about that, which is really nice and really special. But at the same time, now your thoughts get to be your own. Any thought you have, you get to make the decision on how that affects your life you're in the driving seat and no one else is in the car you get to sing as loud as you want i love being single because i get to watch the same same show like 10 times over and no one's in my bed telling me can we watch a different show like no this is the show i want to watch i want to listen to this song 18 times on repeat in the shower and no one can tell me otherwise it's really nice i think being single post breakup is so freeing it's lovely lean into lean into that side of it lean into how free you are now Because that relationship didn't serve you and now it's over. So, congratulations. Congratulations on your breakup. (laughs) Can you talk about what centers you? I feel like it's super important for everyone, but especially for high achievers. Um, What centers me is definitely my relationships. Um, I think, especially after getting on TikTok and amassing a small following, it's so easy to read all these comments about yourselves and take it to heart but what i did at the beginning when i had around 10k followers so a lot smaller i got a post-it note and i wrote down everyone in my life who can have a say on what i'm doing and i will hear them out and take them seriously and it's a small group of people and they know who they are i've told them who they are and I trust them with my whole being, with my whole gut. They know me. They know me to my core, and if they bring up something like, hey, Malvika, I think you're really changing in this way, or like, this doesn't really align with your value system, or this doesn't feel like what you wanted to do, I will take that so seriously, but with strangers on the internet, I absolutely will not, because guess what? They're not on my little little post-it. They don't even know me, you know? Um, so, my relationships really center me. Um, my value system of growing up really centers me my parents um, brought me up i think very beautifully i think parenting is like the hardest thing in the world to do but i think they did a great job to be honest um i actually think it'd be really fun to have my parents on and have a conversation with them specifically like my mom they are immigrant parents and i think it'd be fun if you guys had questions on like dating and relationships and advice you can't go to your own parents for my, I love talking to my parents, asking them for advice. So, like, maybe we could do that together. Um, but the way they brought me up really centers me because we had a very strong value system. It was about um, education and family. And I, I think at the end of the day, like, there's a lot of fluff in the world, right? But my family really reminds me of goodness. Um, and it. At any given point, I have like goals and ambitions, but really my favorite thing is to go home and like lay in bed with my parents and talk to them. Um and I I want that to be the case forever. I want forever for my home to be a safe space for me. And I think I I want to be able to make them proud while also fulfilling my own dreams and ambitions. And that can be like a really tricky balancing act sometimes. But Often not if I can just communicate with them why I'm doing the things I'm doing. Um, What else centers me? Um, I think meditating, journaling every morning, setting my intentions for the day, knowing why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, I don't really like to do things without a purpose. Even if like in a class, um, my purpose is just to follow what the professor is saying because they know more than I do. Um, and sometimes you give up control of intention and you hand it to someone you really respect. Um, and I did that a lot with my parents growing up and sometimes I do that with educators now. Um, yeah, I think you find mentors and people you admire and you, you kind of let them lead you in certain ways, right? Because um, there are certain things that are very innate and there's some things that aren't. Um, someone says, how to find your voice and learn to speak up for yourself. Whew. This one is loaded, right? Um, I actually went to an all-girls high school, which I credit a lot to, because I think there's like insane amounts of self-policing that happens when you're like 14 through 16 through 18. Um, And they really taught me to form critical thoughts on everything and then speak my mind, which that sounds a lot easier said than done. So I'm going to start off with smaller tasks you can do. journaling really helps me find my own voice in terms of opinions and then in terms of speaking them out to others I love listening to people I find really eloquent and captivating here are some of my favorite speakers I love Kerry Washington Um, I love Drew Barrymore I love Oprah (laughs) and I like to listen to other women specifically and their intonations and how they speak because I speak very feminine And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a superpower. So I like listening to other women who are able to coherently string together beautiful thoughts and articulate their feelings really well. I think it's so inspiring. Um, So yeah, listen to cool people. Find who those cool people are for you. Because for me, it's just people I resonate with, but I'm sure it might be different for you. Um, Hope that helps. Here's the next one advice for putting myself out there without feeling uncomfortable i've been single for almost two years first of all this is so exciting i really admire your vulnerability and desire to explore romantic intimacy i know after being off the dating scene for a little bit it can feel like scary um but props to you kudos to you um i would say you have to start with like being your own hype human Anyone else is so lucky to get to know you. All this like growing and processing and living and learning and life experience, these embarrassing moments and the big victories, the pain and the grief and the grit and the perseverance. Like they get to learn that about you. You're s- like, they're so lucky. You're so cool. Like I just know that. Um, everyone who interacts with you should be like impressing you. Like I don't want you to go on a date and feel like you're going on an interview and you have to sell like, why dating you is so great. Like, you're going there to see if you like them, okay? I think we need to reframe dating as a generation because I always see the girlies like, oh, I hope he liked me after our date. Girl, did you like him? What, did he tell you any funny, st- did he make you laugh a single time? Did he listen to you? Did he make you feel, like, fun and sexy? Like, these are all the things. You have to feel, what is he making you feel, not what are you making him feel, okay? Like, I don't know if that's heteronormative here, but like from the rest of the DM, that's kind of what I'm getting. So, remember, he is lucky to be going on a date with you. And for everyone listening, they are lucky to be going on a date with you, okay? Um, What else? I want you, even before you step out into the dating world, to write down everything you want and deserve. And don't budge. And here's the thing, you don't have to show people this list, right? So, it can be like some stupid bullet points. Like, after my first relationship, I did this. And it's honestly an ever-changing, living, breathing document, um, but I go back to it often and I'll, like, remove things or add things. Um, after my first relationship, I added a bullet point. Makes me feel pretty. I don't know. That is maybe shallow, maybe stupid. I don't know. But I was like, no one's going to see this. I can really make it my own. And now I'm, I'm saying this on my podcast, so I guess I feel a shame about it, which is a good thing. Because, okay, another thing, shame is so stupid, embarrassment is fake, but we can talk about that another time. Okay. <clears throat> So yeah write down your list don't budge from your list often once we meet people we get invested in the like fake reality we imagine with them like you know when you lay in bed and you come up with those little scenarios i think that's what you end up getting attached to so you have to really ground it go in with your list and is are they is this person actually checking off things from your list or are they just like creating this new dreamland in your head right so the list is important Um, Back to the advice for getting back out there. Again, I'm so proud of you. Um, No games. Kindness, openness, respect. I want that person to respect you. And here's something that I see a lot of y'all doing, okay? Especially the girlies, because I think there's so much going on about the chill girl and, like, act like you don't care and you don't even want anything. No. Okay? Tell the truth about what you want from the get-go. You want a relationship? Great. You saying that does not infer you want a relationship with them. You're just saying, hey, I'm looking for a relationship right now. And they should be so lucky. They are in the interview stage. They haven't gotten the job. The notion of, like, scaring people away seems insane to me. If you, like, don't want a relationship, fine. But wanting one is completely normal and not weird and not crazy of you. Like, let's stop branding the crazy girl as someone who just, like, wants a relationship. There's absolutely nothing crazy about that when that's all we're marketed and all that's shoved down our throats and is like very normal for a human to want. If they're scared of what you want, then that's their own deal. And honey, you do not need to carry that. Like you can move on because you're obviously looking for dating someone and that has literally nothing to do with you. But um, bottom line, if it feels good, if it feels healthy, do it. I'm so excited for you. I hope you write in again after going on a couple dates figuring out what feels good to you and like again so proud of you putting yourself out there is like terrifying it's really scary um but i want you to reframe it as they are so lucky to get to know me and get to meet me okay um next question how do you grieve a friend who is also very mean to you Ooh. okay you get to be angry you get to be angry that they suck that they couldn't step up and be the friend you deserve that whatever and you can remind yourself of those hard facts but you can also honor the good memories with them and I hope you do because anything good you got from that friendship that's still yours you can still have those memories like don't the memories don't have to be tainted if you don't let them and I want you to remember that grief of a friendship does not equal self-blaming. Like, it's really easy to, but I hope you don't do that. And I hope you set boundaries with yourself. Like, out of sight out of mind is so real. The mute button exists for a reason. I hope you can take advantage of that. And grieving friendships suck because there's just not enough media, about there, media out there about that. Like, there's so many songs about romantic heartbreak, and I think that's great. Like, I think romantic heartbreak is really hard, but there's something about a friendship ending because often you don't see it often there's not the same closure there's not really boundaries talked about it can be out of the blue more it can be because of something as like stupid as drifting so i'm really sorry this is happening to you and just know you're not alone and it's like one of the worst feelings in the world and i'm I'm so sorry you're going through that okay um last question oh actually i'm going to do two more questions um I have one that's about finding a therapist that's right for you and so I had to do a little bit of research on this one um, and I would say check out psychologytoday.com. Uh, you can refine your search by like your insurance and your experience and so like if you want a person of color or if you like specifically want a South Asian therapist you can look for that and I know calling people can be really scary but set up a phone call and remember again you are interviewing them not the other way around. Like. If you are paying someone for a service, you are interviewing them, and really trust your gut, because I feel like it's really similar to dating, so don't settle. If you have to date around with a few therapists, do that. Find someone who makes you feel comfortable and supported, because that's what a therapist should be to you. Okay, and the very, very last question. I think about this a lot, and I'm really glad someone wrote in with this. How do you remind yourself that other people's success is not your failure? Whew. Right? I mean, like, also, I think when you feel jealous of someone's success, it's such a bad feeling on multiple levels. Because the first, you're just like, I am jealous. And that's already not a good feeling. And then on top of that, you're like, I feel guilty for feeling jealous. Like, does that happen to you guys where you're like, I don't want to feel this way. And then you let the guilt also become a feeling. And then you're feeling two bad feelings. And then you feel bad for the two bad feelings. And it's just like, oh, it's, it's the worst thing, right? So I actually feel like I've made good headway in my own head about this. So I would love to share. First of all, one of my favorite sayings is, Comparison is the thief of joy. Whew, listen to that again. Comparison is the thief of joy because it does no good, (laughs) ever. Ever. It does no good, ever. And that does not only mean comparison to other people, that's also comparison to yourself from five years ago. Like, I see so many people being like, Oh, I was so skinny three years ago. Guess what, girl? Your body is changing you're growing up. Like, your body's getting ready for a whole new chapter of life. It's never gonna look the same it did when you were 15 years old. That would be weird. Comparison to anyone, to your past self, to someone else's Instagram feed, which isn't even a real thing. It is just the worst thing you could do to yourself. I get a lot of LinkedIn comparison for some reason. Like, I don't know why. Like, that's my, my issue. I will just scroll through LinkedIn to doom scroll to feel bad about myself. It's like super weird. I actually have to stop. Um, I want you to remind yourself that success is not linear. That's a huge thing. And I also, I was listening to someone else's podcast recently, and I don't remember. I think it might have been his and her media's. Um, And in that, he says, if you're comparing yourself to someone, do this. Imagine that you have to give up everything in your life for their life and for everything in their life. Like, every good relationship you've had, every good moment, every good laugh, everyone in your life you have to give up to get everything from their life, including their bad moments, including their struggles, including their grief, their trauma. And ever since I heard that, I was like, Oh God, I am so happy with my life. I would not trade my relationships, my laughter, my happy moments, my contentment, my work I've done on myself, for anyone for anything like and especially not for someone else's bag of trauma like I don't know what other people have been through I don't know if I could handle it like I don't have the right set of experiences to handle someone else's set of experiences so uh that makes me really happy in my life um and I'll talk more about FOMO eventually because I have a lot of feelings on that but let's get back to other people's success not your failure let's get back to the question I took a big old roundabout but we're gonna get right back Again, success is not linear. You never know what hardships that person is facing at the same time at their success. You really see someone's success and that's all you see. You see their LinkedIn post, you see their diploma, whatever it is. You don't see all the hard work and struggle and long nights behind it. And jealousy or comparison takes a massive amount of energy from you that could be channeled into wonderful productive creativity or taking care of yourself and filling up your cup. Because it is your life and not theirs. And the pursuit of your success directly relates to your self-study. They are simply not taking the same classes as you. They are not because you are you and they are them. You are a stunningly unique individual living in your own story unlike any story that has ever lived before and you'll never, ever, 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 ever have to share that with anyone else, right? Like I think that is so beautiful. I think that's what you have to remind yourself of. And remember to ask yourself questions. I love asking myself questions because I journal a lot. So I'm going to give you some of my journaling prompts about success. And I'm going to try to relate them, like, directly to comparison, right? Do I want the same success to them? What does success mean to me? What would it feel like? Can I prioritize my mental health and my successes too? Is that other person's success something that I want or something I think I want? um does that kind of success give me energy or drain me where does my creativity live right now where do my goals live right now where does my drive live can my success exist alongside their success can I congratulate myself on my past successes and the fact that I'm someone who wants more and is willing to go get it and then what am I going to do to get to my success I hope that helps. Um, I think this is such a hard topic because it's a feeling you don't want to feel. You don't want to feel jealous and then you feel guilty for feeling jealous. But I want you to start by letting go of the guilt for feeling that way because it's normal. I feel it. Everyone I know feels it. It's completely normal. But I, ho- I hope you also take away that there's ways to feel happy for other people, um, especially your friends, right? Because the second you start feeling your friend's happiness and successes in your bones, things change. I promise. Um, yeah. Okay. So that was the episode for today. I hope it helped or it resonated or it made you feel like you had company on your walk to class or to the grocery store or whatever it was. Thank you for hanging out with me. Um, I am loving doing this podcast. I'm still really getting used to it. I don't know if I'm any good at it yet, but I'm learning a lot of things. And I hope that you guys are enjoying it even an ounce and you'll hang out with me and hang around for the ride of me figuring more things out, making this better, honing it into what you guys want it to be while also learning a thing or two about myself. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed sitting here and talking and I hope you guys can reach out with more questions, um, continuing these conversations, whatever it is, and I hope we can connect in different ways. I really love you guys. I'm so happy you guys are letting me talk into your little ears. Um, imagine me giving you a big hug and a big forehead kiss now. Mwah. And that's a wrap. Thank you guys for hanging out with me and listening to this week's episode. If you want more, follow at Show me How Good It Gets Podcast. I read all the DMs I get on there. and then my personal Instagram account is at Malvikabot and my tiktok is at malltalks if you're listening on spotify please leave us a rating preferably a five-star rating and if you're listening on apple podcasts i hope you can write us a fun little review and write us there as well and once again thank you guys for hanging out see you next week bye